Welcome to Here's the Deal, your leader in sports, featuring everything you, the fans, want to talk about. From top 10 lists to predictions to debates, it's all covered right here. Hosted by Michael D. White Jr., a.k.a. The Bearded One. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back into Here's the Deal. Took a little break, handled some personal things, but uh, I'm fired up today, guys. I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset. I just been seeing a lot of slander, negative slander all across my social medias, and uh, I'm not even gonna waste no time. So let's let's get into it. Should the Lakers be worried about Lonzo Ball's play? So right now, Lonzo Ball's averaging eight points, six assists, six rebounds, but he's only shooting 29% from the field and 23% from the three-point range. So should the Lakers be worried about that? And, and my answer is no. There, there's no reason to be worried about Lonzo Ball 11 games into an 82-game season and the cat just turned 20 years old. What are we worried about? Ladies and gentlemen, there's one thing that I know and that most people who follow basketball know. The NBA is a grown man's league. Straight up, those are grown men out there. Lonzo Ball just turned 20. He's not the most athletic guy out there. So, for him to compensate, he, he still needs time to grow. He, he's not done growing yet. What are, we so, what are we so upset about? Why are we screaming the word bust 11 games into the season? You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Most cats, unless their NBA body is ready, they struggle that first year. You know what I mean? So let's look at it like this. I'll look at it to you like this. You got Kyle Kuzma, who's playing outstanding, by the way, for the Lakers. He spent three years at Utah. He's ready for the NBA. He's He's got his NBA body. This is about as good. I'm not going to say this is as good as Kuzma, Kuzma will get. But his ceiling isn't higher than Lonzo's, but he's more ready to play in this league now. He can bump with the bigger guys going into the lane. Lonzo's not quite there that quite there yet. Excuse me. So why why are we why are we so quick to jump down this kid's throat because of something of what his father said? People gotta stop giving me that excuse. I, I ask people a lot, so what's your issue with Lonzo? Oh, we don't have no issue with Lonzo. We just don't like his dad. His dad's not playing in the NBA. And everybody's telling me, oh, well, his dad said he's better than Steph Curry and he's he's better than Michael Jordan. And you bought that? His dad did his job. You literally bought that and ran with that. And you're you're basing his kid off Steph Curry. Two time MVP, unanimous MVP. Come on, y'all. Y'all got y'all gotta have some more sense than that. Lonzo Ball averaged 14 points a game in UCLA. He wasn't even the leading scorer. He's a pass-first point guard. We know he can shoot. He shot 41% from the three-point line in UCLA. We know he can shoot. He admitted it last night after the game. You know what? It's just in my head right now. And and I understand. To me, and I'm going to make a statement, I just think since I've been alive, since I've been watching basketball, the NBA and the NFL, Lonzo Ball is under the most pressure to perform than any rookie I have ever seen. He is literally superstar or bust at this point, according to fans and, and the media 
and all types of stuff. You guys are looking at this kid. Remind you, I said kid. Y'all are looking at this kid and expecting him to be a man 11 games into an 82-game season of his rookie year. Are y'all serious? Y'all got to have some more sense than that. Look at Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram looks good this year. You know why? Last year, he looked frail. People were calling him a bust. Guess what? He got a year to go through the NBA. He got a summer weight room, a whole year in the weight room. Now look at him. He looks borderline very good. He looks like he's going to be a good player in this league for a long time. So let's not jump the gun. Let's look at some of the bad rookies. Who You know some of the names of the notable bad rookie seasons? And mind you, we're only 11 games in and you guys are saying this. But these are some, these are some people that have bad rookie seasons. Jimmy Butler, Steve Nash, Tony Parker, Rajon Rondo, Gary Payton. Come on, y'all. Sit back and relax. Now, do I think his dad ruined this season for Lonzo Ball? I don't think he ruined it. I, I do think he put that X, that target on his back, that X on his back, but that's okay. Because you know why? Guys are going out there every night saying, I'm going to bust this kid's ass. I'm going to give him my best. Cool, do that. Drop 30 on him. That's okay. You know why? Because he's going to learn from that. Already he's getting your best. How do you get better? You play with better people. Simple and plain. Last night, he had four blocks. What was it? Five rebounds, six assists, nine points, four fifteen shooting. Now, look, I, I will say this. It, I'm, I, I do have things that do concern me, Alonzo Ball. But his shooting is not one of them. The shooting will come. Not everybody was a great three-point shooter once they entered the league, especially with an unorthodox shot. Do I think he needs to change his shot? Personally, I don't think that. I don't think he needs to change his shot. I've watched all 11 or 10, all 11 Laker games this, this year so far. I've seen his jump shot get blocked one time, his jumper. He doesn't need to change his shot. He just needs to keep playing. And then everybody, everybody wants to say he needs to be more aggressive. And I agree, he needs to be a lot more aggressive. That, that 0 for 2 showing he pulled against, uh, what was it, Portland? Inexcusable. I'm, I'm totally with that. But, Think about, you, you, you're telling this kid, okay, we need you to go out there and be more aggressive. But he also has to play in control. You guys are mad he's shooting such a low percentage. But if you were watching that game last night, he forced a lot of shots when he got to the paint. Trying to be aggressive. Listening to what the fans and the media say. He needs to be aggressive, but in control at the same time. Let the shots come to him. You know, last night, I... People were blaming him for that loss, and I don't. I don't blame him for that loss one bit. You know who I can look at for that loss? Let's talk about Brooke Lopez. 0 for 4 from three-point range. Four rebounds. You seven foot. You had four rebounds last night. You couldn't keep Aaron Baines off of the glass. Aaron Baines had a career night. 21 points. Eight rebounds. Killing them guys. The boards was our problem last night, not Lonzo shooting. How much does Aaron Baines normally average? What, five, six, if that? Take away his points, the game's won. 
So for me, I think we just all need to settle down. Settle down on the Lonzo Ball bash. Let the kid grow up. Let him get some weight on. And then in about two, two years, three years, and if he's still playing like this, okay, then we got something to talk about. But 11 games into the into the season, and people are already muttering the word bus is ridiculous. It's absolutely stupid. And I'm just going to call it for what it is. But uh, my bottom line about that, it's too early for the Lakers to worry about Lonzo Ball. It's way too early. Okay? Let, let him get some mileage in the NBA in. And then, let's let's judge him then. But uh, speaking of that, going from one of the youngest teams in the NBA, the Lakers, I want to talk about one of the senior citizens, I mean, excuse me, one of the older teams in the league, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, who is to blame for the Cavs' early struggles? They seem like they only want to play when they're playing top-tier talent. They're, they're giving up 113 points a game, which is absolutely inexcusable. That defense is horrible. And, you know, I said this before the season started. I don't like, I don't like their roster. I don't like it. They have a bunch of one-dimensional players on that roster outside of LeBron James. Don't believe me? Derrick Rose. He can drive. Finish in the paint. Not much of a defender. Not much of a three-point shooter. Who else? We could just go down the list. Tristan Thompson plays defense. That's about it. Everybody raved about Dre, Jay Crowder and how good of a defense he play, and how good defense he plays. Oh, Jay Crowder can play some defense. Don't get me wrong. He's not a stopper. He's a solid player. He's solid all around. You know, one night you can get five points from him. Another night you might get 18. But he's not, I don't know. People thought he he was, because his plus or minus was so high last year. He was on a good team last year. He also had Avery Bradley to help him out on defense. You know, so this is not a bash to Jay Crowder, but I think people put too much stock in the Jay Crowder. You know who the second best player has been on the Cleveland Cavaliers, surprisingly? Jeff Green. Jeff Green comes off the bench. Plays with aggression, attacks the rack, plays defense. Outside of him and LeBron, I'm not impressed with nobody I've seen. Kevin Love has had one good game this year. One good game. He's one-dimensional. He can shoot. He'll knock it down every now and then. That's about it. Is he locking somebody up on defense? No. Is he really controlling the boards? No. Dwayne Wade. I love Dwayne Wade. Hall of Famer, champion. He's old. Why do you think he got moved to the bench? You think that was just solely on him? Like, oh, no, I just want to go to the bench. No, he needed to be on the bench. I said this when when he signed with him. He needs to come off the bench. He's old now. He doesn't provide as much as he used to. He's not the defender he once was. He's never been a great shooter. Great slasher, mid-range shooter. But you're not going to really see what Dwayne Wade's worth until the playoffs. J.R. Smith found his shot the other night against the Bucks, But outside of that, he's been shooting below 25% from three in the field. Horrible. And don't, don't get it misconstrued. He's old, too. Dwayne Wade's in his 15th season. J.R.'s in his 14th. So, saying all that, who is to blame for the Cavs' early struggles? I can't blame anybody, but 
Ty Lue in the front office for this roster they put together and Ty Lue not getting them guys to buy in on the defensive end. You see, you can cover up a lot of your mistakes on the offensive end if you play defense, but they're not doing either. And it seems like they only want to play when a big team is coming in. That's not going to last long. That's not. And if you think Isaiah Thomas is going to fix these issues, Cavs fans, I'm talking to y'all, you're sadly mistaken. Now, on offense, I can't say nothing. He's going to come in. He's going to do his thing. He's going to spread the floor a lot better than Derrick Rowe. But on defense, their biggest problem, he's not going to help you at all. Think about it. Isaiah Thomas, defensively, his plus or minus last year, was dead last among all point guards in the league. Last. And that's just not starting point guards either. That's backups too. And this is not a knock to him. This is just the truth. He's 5'5", 5'6". He's not stopping nobody. So how much do you think he's really going to help? Now, do I think the Cavs will be there at the end when it's all said and done? Of course. But it starts with defense. That's where it starts. If they don't start buying in to that side of the court, they are not going to be there in the end. Now, when I'm looking at the East, I don't see a lot of teams that I think can knock them off. You know, I think LeBron has gotten into the heads of a lot of these teams. Raptors, Wizards, he's owned them. Now, the Bucks with that Bledsoe pickup, that is something that I'm... That I want to look at. We'll see how they mesh. But the Raptors and the Wizards, all them teams in the East, I think LeBron owns them psychologically. So, most likely, the Cleveland Cavaliers will still make the finals. Yeah. But then what? You think they're beating the Warriors like that? Hold on. You think they're beating Houston like that? Playing no defense? Them teams in the West put up points. You think they're beating the Spurs? Them teams in the West put up points and they play defense. So my bottom line, who is to blame for the Cavs' early struggles, it's the front office. Not only do they have an old, unathletic roster around LeBron James, Ty Lue hasn't been able to get his team to focus on their worst area, which is defense. <clears throat> Speaking of defense, let's talk about the team my team lost to last night, the Boston Celtics. The number one defensive team in the league right now, if you can believe it. How far can Kyrie take the Celtics? So, so far he's averaging 22 points, Kyrie. Five assists, three rebounds, two steals a game. And my favorite stat from Kyrie's stat line, he's only averaging two turnovers a game. So, he's protecting the ball. They're they're currently on a 10-game win streak after beating my Lakers last night soundly. And they're the number one defensive team in the league. I think we need to really start looking at the Celtics And really giving them the respect they deserve. So, first game, they lost Gordon Hayward. That game was still close with the Cavs. They lost their next game to, I think it was Milwaukee. The follow-up game. But after that, they've won 10 in a row. They're playing great defense. Kyrie is playing great defense. I think he's ranked 6th among point guards for defensive efficiency. That's great for him. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was never a huge Kyrie fan. I respected his game. But I saw the flaws. I saw, whoa, this guy doesn't really play defense. or he doesn't really get teammates involved. But now that I see him in a setting where he wants to be, 
this guy could if if the if the Celtics keep playing, keep winning like they are, this guy could be in MVP talks. Simply off his play. Look at the team. Jalen Brown, great defender. Couldn't hit a three-point shot to save his life last year. Now he's shooting over 40%. Jason Tatum, the rookie, playing like a grown man. He's shooting well from deep. Marcus Smart, one of the toughest guys ever off the bench. You know, he didn't get upset when Kyrie came over. You know, he thought he was going to get that starting role. He's playing great defense. They got Al Horford who can stretch the floor, who plays defense. This team is built well. I don't like their bench too much outside of Marcus Smart. Um, I like Baines, but Baines is not really, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. You know, I, he, he does his job. He knocks down a little mid-range jumper. They got Tice. He knocks down a little mid-range jumper. But the biggest thing is the defense. This defense, I, I'm still dumbfounded at how they're leading the league. But let me not talk about the Celtics without talking about coaching. Brad Stevens, outside of Greg Popovich, maybe some of the, the big guys, Eric Spolcher, Rick Carlisle. This guy is one of the best coaches in the league for the Celtics. Brad Stevens has this team playing the right way. Just imagine if they if Gordon Hayward was healthy. I can't wait to see that next year. Now, do do I think that Kyrie's using the LeBron James talk as, you know, like ammunition to keep him going, to get him up? I do. I think he's really out to prove that, you know, I don't need LeBron to do. I didn't need LeBron. Now, I'm sure he's very appreciative of LeBron. You know, LeBron came to Cleveland. You know, Kyrie has suffered nothing but losing seasons. You know, they turned that team into a, a championship winning team, three straight finals appearances. But I think he's using a lot of people didn't think the Celtics will be where they are right now. Now, granted, it's very early. It's very early, guys. But in the East, do you see that many teams really better than the Celtics? Maybe one, maybe two, if that. Kyrie is using all that negative energy you guys talked about. When y'all said, oh, he can't distribute. Oh, he don't know how to pass. Oh, he can't play no defense. He's using all of that. And he's putting on the court. He's proving everybody, including me, wrong. And I've been really impressed with that. So my bottom line for that is, you know, I think it's too early to tell how far Kyrie can actually take the Celtics. But barring injury, I don't think it's far-fetched to say that they make the Eastern Conference Finals this year playing this brand of basketball. That's how good they're playing. Once again, for all you listeners out there, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you may be listening, I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I apologize for the delay. It won't happen again. Um, as usual, I'm always looking for guests to come on here as a deal and talk, share your thoughts. You know, this is really about you guys, the listeners. I want you guys to feel involved as you can. And uh, this has been another episode of Here This Deal. I thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Here's the Deal. Tune in for next week's episode. And don't forget to add your host, Michael D. White Jr. on Facebook, Instagram, and the podcast YouTube channel, Here's the Deal.
Thank you for tuning in to Here's the Deal. Tune in for next week's episode. And don't forget to add your host, Michael D. White Jr. on Facebook, Instagram, and the podcast YouTube channel, Here's the Deal. Thank you for tuning in to Here's the Deal. Tune in for next week's episode. And don't forget to add your host, Michael D. White Jr. on Facebook, Instagram, and the podcast.